the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. Ross, we're brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their new over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everyone, to the NBA Gambling Podcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Friday, May 13th, currently 1051 on the East Coast. Here to recap everything from last night and get into the two game sixes going down tonight in the NBA. First game on the board is going to be the Bucks and the Celtics, and then we'll get into the Memphis and Golden State series. But not your usual voice on Fridays. Usually have McKee and, and Dan Titus, but those guys are busy. So it's a full house. I thought it would be a good time to get uh, our all the co-hosts of the NBA Gambling Podcast on. First, joining me on the East Coast, the man that does it both on and off the court for SGPN. It's Scott Reichel. Scott, how you feeling, my man? Yeah, doing pretty well. It's nice when, well, all of us eat at the same time. But we're going to get to that in a little bit. So happy to be here. Yeah, 100%. And also joining us, the superstar of the show, my main man and brother, Terrell Furman Jr. Terrell, how you doing, my brother? Oh, man. It's just I don't know where to start. I I, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of ways that we could start this here. Okay, so I could publicly shame you for not seeing hustle and flow. That could be <laughs> that could be number one I, it, for not even knowing the movie to reference, not even not to just know the reference, but not knowing the movie to reference because you could not see the movie, but know the reference. But he saw so, Mrs. Very, Doubtfire, though. Yes, but he saw Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, and Mrs. Oh, Doubtfire is a classic. It's oh, classic. my gosh. I just I, 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 I'm flabbergasted. I, I don't <laughs> even know. I, I can't. OK, so I could have started like that. I could start. And be selfish and say that I was the only person on both podcasts that took Dallas plus one and a half for the series and said that this was going seven. I could do that. But I would rather talk about last night because last night we went into the slate and we gave out six picks on Twitter and we went fucking six and oh. What'd you say? I'm sorry. What'd you say? Six and oh. And okay. all of our picks, I gave you a parlay that was plus 300. You had multi, you had multiple plus, plus money plays. You had the locks of all locks. Everything hit. Yesterday was a legendary day. I think it was seven or no, actually, because I also said heat minus five and a half. And that was like plus 200. Yeah. So it's just... I don't I don't know. Like, where are y'all getting? Where are you listening to information? Where are you not winning? Let me know what you're doing, because it's you. And I want to make sure I don't do what you do if you're not winning, because we're giving out winners here. We're giving out cold, hot winners here, all above 50 percent for the playoffs. Come on now. I mean, I just don't I don't understand. I don't understand where people are supposed to come and people are supposed to talk. People know that that is that's the proof right there. And the proof is in the pudding. Stir it up. 
get you a nice big old spoon, get you a whole spoonful and just eat it because we, it's right there. Enjoy it. If you cash with us, enjoy it. Have a great time. Have an amazing time. Go out and take the kids to get some ice cream. <laughs> Go take the wife to a nice dinner. Go do anything like that. Have a ball. Matter of fact, take it to the strip club. You could take it to the strip club. Go do that. You might see James Harden. Kids do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you might. <laughs> so just do all that. Have a great time. Because look, I, I just I, I can't fathom to explain how up everybody is after that. That's multiple units. How up everybody is. Okay. All right. That's enough of a victory lap. I think I made it for the all of us. But I just had to say that damn, we are good. Yeah, you you got it done for all of us, Terrell. But yeah, yeah, great night last night for our picks. Uh, but hopefully we can follow it up tonight uh, as well. We'll get into the two games here in a little bit. But let's first recap, guys, uh, what we saw last night. Uh, well, the first game, it was between the Miami Heat and the Philadelphia 76ers. Scott, I'll start with you, my man. Uh, we both had the Miami Heat as at least one of our plays, whether it was a lock or a dog, and you also gave out yesterday on the pod, the minus five and a half for the Miami Heat. Um, it just seemed like after game or after the MVP award was announced that Joel Embiid really turned into a crybaby, and this team just kind of really gave up, and Miami Heat just sucked their soul out in game five. But what did you see from last night uh, as Miami does advance now to the Eastern Conference Finals? Well, to quote the uh, late, great Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were. And unlike what happened in that Monday Night Football game, the Heat did not let them off the hook because the Heat are the much better team. They came out, they punched them in the mouth, and we said that because of the fact that the 76ers kind of have a history of falling apart, especially at home in playoff games. And you, you're mentioning the MVP stuff with Embiid. I didn't think it helped that he said that mid-series. I was more concerned with the lose-lose scenario quote, where it seemed like he was basically saying, I don't want to be here, but I have to be because the media is going to yell at me. It seemed to be what the gist of the conversation was, and I figured as the leader of the team, I read into those quotes pretty heavily. I know I read into, the, I read into those more than Terrell did. I just felt that it was a really bad look for your star player to say that right before an elimination game. He's 100% right with what he said, because what he said is true. Mm -hmm. But you can't say that publicly going into an elimination game. And based on what I expected to happen, it's exactly how it unfolded. I thought that Philly would actually lose by more. I thought they were going to lose by 15. And they were well on pace to lose by 15 throughout that yeah. entire game. But I question the effort of the entire roster once Embiid indirectly said, I don't even want to be here anymore. And we saw Doc Rivers trying to coach up his players at the end. We saw him saying to fight to the very end, and we saw no response. And you should not be surprised because that's been what how the season has unfolded for Philly with Doc Rivers ever since he got there. So I can confirm Doc was cooking up nothing in that huddle. Oh, he was not at all. But I'm saying <laughs> you could tell from the body language alone that Philly either tuned him out recognize their fate or both. And I think they recognize their fate in the first five minutes of the third quarter because Miami blitzed them out of half and the game yeah. was over. Charlie, your thoughts from last night? Yeah. I mean, no, it just, the 76 is just completely and utterly totally did not show up at all whatsoever in an elimination game. And that's not, I mean, that's what to expect from a James Harden led squad. Yep. 
and Doc right. Rivers didn't get any Doc Rivers didn't have any motivation. He lost the team. He lost the team. And all this all that game six confirmed is what I already knew and that Doc is out of here. Doc if for some reason Doc hasn't been fired as of ten fifty nine AM the next day. So I expect to see that at some point throughout the end of the week. And they may they may actually be respectful to Doc and say, well, we mutually parted ways. Yeah. But then it's Doc, and I know they're going to take advantage of the storyline, so they're probably going to say fired. But they would yeah, try to he's trade about him. here. Yeah, they would try to trade him to the Lakers for draft yeah. picks, but the Lakers have no draft picks. They might <laughs> just have to let him go. But there's really a couple of layers we can go in order to unpack this. Do we want to have the James Card the James Harden conversation, or do we want to talk about Doc Rivers' post game comments, or do we want to talk about Jimmy Butler? There's a lot of different ways that we could go about talking about the aftermath of game six. I think we got to give our flowers to Jimmy Butler because I personally think he's been the best player in the postseason thus far. I think behind Giannis, I put him in. Yeah, behind Giannis. Yeah, one and two right there or one A and one B, I think. Yeah, but I mean, the way this guy has played both on both ends of the floor for the Miami Heat, I mean, it speaks volumes and the type of leader that he is for the Miami Heat. Um you know, they just went out there and got it done. Um, it's just plain and simple. Like, I think we all agree that the Philadelphia 76ers kind of just gave up and, and kind of quit on each other. I think that the conversation of what's going to happen in the offseason might turn into a long one. But briefly, I know we were talking about this in the Slack channel last night, um, Scott, about the future of James Harden and if they're going to give him an extension, which would probably be the worst decision in the history of basketball as far as contract extensions, but Scott, let's, I'm going to start with you there. What do you think about, I mean, Philly and Daryl Morey wanted James Harden on this team. I do not see a way where he doesn't re-sign with the team with the max that they are probably going to offer him. The way that I see it, two things. One of the best part of Philly's season every year is the post-elimination press conference. Yeah, <laughs> it's the best. The quotes you get, the sound bites are perfect, and we can go through a couple of those. And the reason why I bring up the postgame presser is because Harden was asked that. And somebody asked him if he would be back, potentially signing an extension, potentially, you know, going through some other contract. He said he would be back. Now, he did not specify if that includes a multi year extension or if that even includes a one year opt in situation. Mm -hmm. But Harden suggested pretty confidently that he will be back. So whether he ends up signing the extension or whether he ends up picking up the current option for one more year, Philly fans better get used to him because he's going to stay. I mean, does he have much of a choice? Because since he requested that trade from Houston, this was pretty much the end game for him to end up back with Daryl Morey in Philadelphia. I mean, yeah, he went to Brooklyn to play with Kevin Durant and Jay, oh, sorry, uh, Kyrie Irving, but I think eventually what he wanted and what Daryl Morey wanted was him to be in Philadelphia. So, I mean, where is he supposed to go if he's not going to end up in Philly? That's, a, that's a, I think that's another question that I do have. Like, where is he supposed to go Houston. after that? He's a perfect litmus test. Houston? Yeah, he's a perfect nah, nah. litmus <laughs> test for GMs. <laughs> no. <laughs> he's a great litmus test for GMs because if you're the owner of a team, you ask your GM if you want to sign James Harden. If they say yes, you fire him on the spot. <laughs> but no team should want him. And of course, Harden opting in. Wow, he's not going to get the Supermax. He'd still get paid $47 million. Yeah. He's on pace to make $47 million if he opts in for 2022. Based on how awful the second half of the season was and the playoffs, 
worst case scenario, he comes back for one year to boost his free agency stock. Yeah. He'll be back. And as soon as he opts in, Philadelphia is eliminated from NBA Finals contention because they're not winning anything with Harden. And Ooh. it's been the story of his entire career. The defense is never there. Was not there once again. And the offensive skills have seriously not even just begun to decline. They've just declined. Yeah. As of right now, his superstar status has been lifted. And he's basically an overpaid, above-average point guard. Is that how you describe him right now? Because that's what I see. I think I can make. I think you probably agree with me on this, Scott. Is that he's not a top ten NBA player right now? I mean, I don't. I'm think not that's even a hot sure he's top twenty. Yeah. Uh, Terrell, thoughts from uh, post uh, conference or post press conference last night? The comments from Doc and James Harden. What what what's, what what do you want to get off your chest about that? No, nah, I mean I don't care. They they signed. They feel they fate when they signed. Look, traded for James Harden, and it was you know one lesser evil for another lesser evil, and it turns out that both of the evils did the exact same thing. So, uh, I don't I don't have anything. I see you, Philly. Have fun in Cabo. Maybe I'll be out there. I might I might try to slide out there with y'all. <laughs> one two three Cabo, right? Um, yeah. Anything else from the game or, or now with Miami advancing to the Eastern Conference Finals before we get over to the next uh, or the second game of last night? But Scott, do you give Miami a do you give them an upper hand over both Boston and Milwaukee? Or do you still think if Chris Middleton is back and if they do advance at Milwaukee is still the favorite to come out of the East? Assuming Middleton is back, I'm taking yeah. Milwaukee. Okay. Because I do believe that Milwaukee's ceiling is higher than Miami's. Miami's half-court offense is still not very pretty, mm-hmm. and I do think that Milwaukee has enough shot creators to keep Miami's defense off balance. Now, the main story that really unfolded throughout the course of the series, Kyle Lauer is looking like a waste of money right now, Yeah, and I'm not sure what his health status would be for Milwaukee, he might be able to play in the series. Miami might not even want him to play in the series because they are much better without him. Yeah. So if you're paying roughly $40 million for a guy who you're arguably better without right now, now it's no fault to Kyle Lowry. He's extremely injured. It is what it is. I'm not roasting Kyle Lowry as a future Hall of Famer. I get it. But when you're missing one of your huge contract guys, you're at a serious disadvantage. And no offense to Max Struess, who was great yesterday. Mm-hmm. Gabe Vincent, who's been pretty good as well. Oladipo has been very good off the bench. And I do think that Miami's bench would need to play well to beat Milwaukee because Milwaukee's bench is definitely a bit of a concern. Yep. I would still take Milwaukee, assuming they're fully healthy, because of how much salary cap is tied into a guy that might not play. And I do think Milwaukee would win that series in around six. Boston would be a really interesting series because Boston, I think we can agree is not as good as we thought they were. Maybe just because of how overrated the nets were. We immediately thought the Celtics were going to be one of the top two, three teams in the league. And it seems like they are still potentially one year away. It seems like they're still immature in big moments and mostly Marcus smart from what we saw in the last game. Yep. I'll tell you what, whoever Miami's playing, I'm taking the under in every Eastern Conference Finals game. I'm not taking an over because I do think you will see a lot of low-scoring games first to 100 wins. Yeah, I'll let you guys talk about the Heat for a second. I do want to circle back to a couple of Doc Rivers' comments in the presser because a couple of them are so funny that I can't let it slide. Uh, Terrell, thoughts? Where are you stack ranking Miami now? See, and, and look at Scott trying to get us off track because <laughs> I, I could get us off track right now. 
because Scott just came on here and said Kyle Lowry is a is a for sure future Hall of Famer. Yeah, and I have I have I have words about that, but I'm not going to do that because you know how I know, easy it is to make it into the NBA Hall of Fame nowadays. Like Antoine, Bullips, James, Antoine James is, is not in the Hall of Fame right now, bro. Antoine Jameson made the Hall of Fame. I can't even consider. <laughs> like, come on, I cannot even consider. Kyle Lowry to be a Hall of Famer until Chauncey Billups is in the Hall of Fame. The fact that he won a ring with the team that he's been on for a while and the fact that he basically has now is a statue at Toronto and how he's a beloved player, Kyle Lowry's going to make the Hall of Fame. No. Whether you like it or not, it's going to happen. Nope, nope. I, I uh, no, I can't I can't say for sure. It, it it may surprise me, but I can't say for sure. Nope. I'm not uh, saying that I would fully form if I had a vote, but based on who's been in, who's been let in. All right, we're years, we're not gonna get distracted. We're yeah, I'm gonna say he, he's getting in. So just matter of fact, we're gonna do a rants episode. We're gonna do like the top five rants of the NBA season when this is all over. And so you're not gonna... <laughs> you're not sold on Carolina's fat ass getting into the Hall of Fame. He has two things that every girl wants. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> All right. That's what Munaf thinks, but I, I think he's going to get in. Okay. I, I, Terrell, you go ahead first. Uh, no, no. I'm trying to not get us off track. No, no. I want to talk about Miami where they kind of stack rank in the Eastern Conference Finals. They play either Boston or Milwaukee. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have Miami. I said this before, like before all this. I have Miami as the top team in yep. the East. I think that they're better than Milwaukee. I think they're better with Boston. And the key reasoning for that is because that Miami has a bench. Miami can sit their starters and get really good production from their bench. Neither Milwaukee nor Boston can either both do that. All three teams are tremendous defensively. All three teams have a way of scoring offense. I'm not going to say that any of the three teams are completely stalled out in offense. All of them have their different ways of scoring offense. But the Miami Heat are the only team that have been They led the league in bench scoring. It It was like them and the Clippers. They led the league in bench scoring. So with Tyler Hero coming off the bench, who I expect to have a better series in this next series, regardless of who they play, with guys like if you have Kyle Lowry come back, you have Gabe Vincent on the bench, you have Victor Oladipo on the bench, you have freaking Duncan Robinson doesn't even get minutes, and he's one of the best three-point shooters on the team. And he's this getting paid is, how much? <laughs> this bit, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this bitch is stacked. So, yeah. yeah, no, give me – I want Miami, and I'll take them against anybody. I think Miami is the favorite come out of the East. Yeah, I'm going to sound biased because I am holding Miami futures here. Uh, but I, I agree with everything you guys just said that they are, of the three teams left, the deepest team by far. I mean, Terrell, you hit the nail on the head that their bench, that they can sit guys like Jimmy and Bam and still have guys off this bench that come in and be productive both on the offensive defensive end. So I think it would be a fun series, whoever they are going to play. I still do favor Miami, though. Um, and I may sound a little biased, but I just think that this team has that kind of that it factor. Um, and they have this edge about them. It'll be interesting to see, like Scott mentioned, what's going to happen with Kyle Lowry, that if he's able to be healthy enough to be a a contributor to the Eastern conference finals, because like Scott said, without Kyle Lowry on the floor, at least in this series, Miami looked a whole lot better, but, and against Atlanta. Yeah. And they get, you know, now they have that. Let's say Boston does force a game seven. We'll get to that game in a little, in a little bit, but they have now, I don't know when game ones are going to kick off, but they get this extra rest now. And that gives time for guys like Jimmy Butler, PJ Tucker, Kyle Lowry, that extra time off to kind of rest up. And I think that's a huge advantage for the Miami Heat. But Scott, I'm going to let, I'm going to give you two minutes about the Doc Rivers comments that we're going to move on to Dallas and Phoenix. Okay, so quickly, Doc Rivers had two separate quotes right after each other, and I got to say them. He was asked about his job security. He said, quote, 
I don't worry about my job. Yeah. I think I do a terrific <laughs> job. And after that, he said immediately, quote, when I got here, no one picked us to be anything. And <laughs> for the record, Philly had the seventh lowest title odds when the season started, and they picked up James Harden. I believe they had the fourth lowest title odds. So I don't know what the hell Doc Rivers is talking about. And it seems like when it comes to having accountability as a head coach, Doc Rivers has negative accountability. And having those two quotes in the span of about 30 seconds is an all-time press conference heat check. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Drew, you want to add anything? Mm, nah, I just know that. <laughs> those were his words. He got we, the nobody fil- expected anything. Those were his words. I'm pretty sure when he, when he inherited that team, they came off of a playoff sweep. So <laughs> uh, they were something. They may not have been much, but they were something. <laughs> is it like just inevitable that he's going to end up with the Lakers? No, I don't think he's going to end up with the Lakers. I don't think he should. And I, I don't know why the Lakers would want him. Yeah, I'd rather have Kenny Atkinson than Doc. Okay. I think Doc's better off with with bad teams. I said it on Twitter. I said yeah. it on Slack. He's a floor raiser. He's a guy who can potentially help young players develop. But if you give him serious talent, you'll underachieve. So if your goal is to make the playoffs, then Doc Rivers is your guy. If your goal is to win a championship or win a couple rounds, then Doc Rivers is definitely not your guy. So I see him going to a young upstart team. The Lakers, I don't see happening. All right. Anything else from this series, guys, before we get over to the second game uh, from last night? No, no, let's go. All right, let's take a quick break here. We'll come back and then we'll discuss uh, the Dallas Mavericks and the Phoenix Suns game last night. We're brought to you by WinBet. Make sure to get down on Win's Bet 50 Win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the Win's own Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push on a three or more leg parlay between Thursday through Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offers on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com and get started today. Offers up to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 years or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And now on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there and I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make sleep you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter the, into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with a tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over Under game. Have fun with your friends and make some plays. On your mobile device, join our listeners group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. 
So make sure to use promo code SGPNBA when you get over to Sleeper. Again, on your mobile devices, go to sleeper.com SGPNBA to get a 100% deposit match up to $100. All right, coming off of the break, second game last night, we saw the Dallas Mavericks take care of business on their home floor and force a game seven back in Phoenix. They get the victory last night, 113-86. Um, not much for me to say here. I think, Terrell, you hit the nail on the head for this entire series that you picked, you know, D- uh, Dallas to cover the plus one and a half on the series spread. Last night, Luca finished the game up with 33 points. He had 11 rebounds, eight assists. Uh, they got contributions from Maxi Kleber, uh, like they had been all series. He was three of five from three-point land. They knocked down 16 of their 39 three-point attempts. Got to the free throw line 36 times compared to only 21 for the Phoenix Suns. They knocked down 27 of the 36 uh, free throw attempts. But they just come out and played well defensively. Again, uh, Chris Paul was, again, I'm not sure if he's hurt or what's going on with him, but his shot volume has, has seen a, a significant decrease. Uh, but offensively, just the Suns were not very good last night. But Terrell, let me start with you on this game. Um, Dallas gets the victory by 27 points on their home floor. They're forced to game seven uh, takeaways from last night. Man, that Luca special crazy, ain't it? That Luca, yep. hey, that Luca special go crazy, don't it, book? Don't it, book? It do, it don't it? That, that Luca, hey, when he puts you in that Luca special, it, that 33, 8, 11, that, ooh, that, that, that Luca special different. I'm trying to tell you that Luca special is different. So it ultimately, Chris Paul doesn't have to score. So I just need everybody in the Suns to realize Chris Paul doesn't have to score for everybody else to contribute and then win games. If he's, they should really prefer him not to be the one scoring, but Devin Booker just didn't have a good game yesterday. DeAndre Ayton had a good game, but he couldn't do it by himself. He was very efficient and they just didn't get, it was just one of those on the road games. They didn't get a huge contribution from somebody off the bench that compensated for the starters not being 100% on it today. And so, you know, Cam Johnson went one for five. That's somebody that they're really they're really looking for. Campaign is not even in the series no more. That's yeah. how bad he was playing. He's not even in the series. They they started playing Landry Shamit. And Shamit sucks too. Yeah, I was just I didn't even get it out. <laughs> I was about to say <laughs> who Scott hates, but he just went in there and threw it in there. Yes, he went one for six as well. So look, um they're they're cooked. I mean, they're gonna be they they were cooked from basically the start of the game. They were cooked and Dallas kept their foot on the gas. Only thing for Dallas going forward is can you do this on the road? Can you yep. get somebody like a Reggie Bullock production last night where he went five for eleven from the three-point line? Can you get that on the road? Can you get Maxi Kleber's three for five or um three-point line from the three-point line on the road? Can you get Spencer Dinwiddie on the road? Oh my Spencer Dinwiddie went five for seven from the field, five for seven from three for 15 points. Can we get that? If you if you promise me, if you promise me right now that in game seven, I will get Spencer Dinwiddie to drop 15 points on some, I don't even know what that is, five for seven, whatever. I don't know what that conversion is. If you tell me I get that production from Spencer Dinwiddie, I'm going to tell you, go ahead, just lock in Dallas to win right now. Because he's the, he's the catalyst. 
Yeah. Catalyst. He's that off the bench. When Luca's off the court, that person's running the ball, doing the scoring. He's that guy. And so, especially then when he can promise me some good shoot, then they sh- we're straight. We're straight. Dallas is straight. But I cashed one and a half. feel good about that. Pretty good uh, feeling there. Was doubted. We were all doubted, but it's all right. I, I thank you, Dallas. I appreciate you for getting it done at home because Lord knows you couldn't do shit on the road. Scott, takeaways from last night as uh, Dallas forces a game seven back in Phoenix. I believe that would go off Saturday night. I had Sunday. Dallas first quarter. Or is it wasn't Sunday? easy. You mm-hmm. said Sunday or Saturday? It's uh, I'll check. Okay, go ahead. Sunday? Okay. So Dallas ended up cashing first quarter money line for me at around even money. Wasn't easy, but they did it. My main takeaways for Phoenix, the whole team was a negative in the plus minus. So everyone sucked. That's really my main takeaway. Aiden was good, 21-11. I still want him to be more assertive, and I feel like he's a little bit too passive. He should be demanding the ball more. But... I do want to touch upon this Chris Paul dilemma or not even a dilemma, just this fiasco because nobody really knows what's happening. But if you watch how Dallas has guarded him, it's not even the lack of scoring that concerns me. It's the turnovers and the personal fouls. They are getting Chris Paul involved in every single action defensively. And Chris Paul has really not played well defensively. Now, some of it's not his fault when you're constantly switching everything and Chris Paul gets matched up against Luca or even Brunson. But Chris Paul, we know, is being an elite defensive guard. He has not played like it in the series. And I feel like that has definitely impacted his stamina because he has been involved in so many actions defensively. But you can just go down the line here with the turnovers. We know Chris Paul is a guy who can occasionally get you 15 assists and no turnovers. He's had nine turnovers in the last two games combined. Yeah, It has not been pretty. And I do question if he's injured or if Dallas just decided to put the full clamps on him. Could be either. Now, do I think that Phoenix is screwed for Game 7 because of how Game 6 unfolded? No, because we've seen the home team dominate every game in the series. And even the one close game in Game 1 that Phoenix won by 7, they were up by 15 with about, hell, five minutes left in the game, four minutes left in the game, so that game was a blowout too. The main thing that I do think Dallas has to be a little bit concerned about is how quickly Finney Smith evaporated into thin air. Because he's done nothing the last two games. And Finney Smith was their best three-point shooting role guy for the first couple of games. Dimwitty, mm-hmm. five for seven. I don't think sustainable. Kleber, I think, is three for five. And we saw Bullock shoot well, too. I do think they need more from Finney Smith. But we know Luka is one of the best players in the league. And I said on the pod that... Phoenix's game plan should be let Luca do what he wants and limit the assist numbers. Keep an eye on everybody else. Let Luca go for maybe 40 and hold everybody else in check. I think that is the defense that Phoenix should deploy. Of course, it's easier said than done, but letting Luca give you 30 and 11 assists, you're not going to win many games. So for me, I feel like that's the adjustment that Phoenix needs to make. I don't think Jake Crowder's had much of a role in this series because he's pretty much a spot-up shooter, and he's an inconsistent spot-up shooter. Mm-hmm. I know Cam Johnson wasn't good either yesterday, but I'd rather see him get more minutes in the starting lineup than Crowder. Maybe that's just me personally. But for me, by the way, I said Luca had 11 assists. He actually had 11 rebounds, 8 assists. But 8 assists is still too many. He had 2, I believe, yeah. in Game 5. Or Game... No, sorry. in Yeah, Game 5. Game five so yeah. I think that's the adjustment Phoenix needs to make. 
played Crowder a little bit less, played Johnson more, but it mostly comes down to Bridges and Aiton and Booker and everyone playing better at home. Am I panicking for Phoenix? No, because if you win at home, then you're still going to the Western Conference Finals. So that's all that really matters. But I do think Dallas is a threat to win anywhere if enough three-point shots go in. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, you hit the nail on the head about the, I think that was really what the game plan was for Phoenix in games one and two is like, let Luca do whatever he wants offensively and cover everybody else because. And they went away from it. Yeah. In game one, in game two, they scored, uh, sorry, Luca scored 45 and then 35. Um, and they, the Phoenix says, at least in game two, they won handily. Uh, and he, and he talked about also in game five where Luca had 28 points and only two assists. They, they won that game by 30, but they didn't get much contributions from their role players. And, you know, we, we've talked about this on all across all of our pods here on the NBA gambling podcast throughout the playoffs is that role players just play better at home. And I think this is going to be a spot where guys like, you know, Cam Johnson and Jake Crowder are going to be able to knock down their shots and, and, you know, possibly get Phoenix a victory because we've seen right now, both teams have protected home court and they've won every single home game so far. So like Terrell said, game seven is going to be on Sunday. The time is yet to be determined. We'll see if Boston can force a game seven um, against Milwaukee tonight as they face off at game six. But you guys have anything else um, from this Dallas and Phoenix game last night before we get into the two games for tonight, guys? I am just kind of curious what Terrell thinks about Phoenix's potential adjustments for game seven, because the entire team, once again, was negative in the plus minus. So nobody did anything in the (laughs) entire game. What takeaways do you have, Terrell, and what Phoenix could do to either change some of the rotations or to even come up with a better defensive game plan? Because the main thing I could think of is if you're going to, you have to choose between letting Luca cook and letting the supporting cast cook. You can't let both happen. I think that's the main adjustment Phoenix has to make. So I really don't think Phoenix needs any adjustments. I really don't think anybody actually needs any adjustments. I think that these games have just come on to people really only get going on at home and struggle on the road. So now I think that it's just a conversation with your guys and letting your guys know how bad do you want this? How bad do you know how hard it is to get to a conference finals, let alone an NBA finals? And for Phoenix, we have the opportunity to do this twice. We have a great chance to make it to back to back NBA finals here. And it's not easy. Mm -hmm. And so for one game, I need you to get your head out your ass and I need you to go out there and I need you to hoop. We have it at home. We, we folded on the road. We have it at home. We need, I need you to go out there and get it done because the game plan is there. As Scott said, we're going to, Luca can have what he wants. We're going to limit everybody else. And we've done a great job of that in three games of this series. The other three games, we were shit at it. There's something same about thing, yeah. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Same thing for Dallas. Same thing for Dallas. We said that we got to shoot the lights out to mm-hmm. win this series. We've done that for three games. We got to do it at Phoenix. Yeah, there's something about home cooking for Phoenix. I mean, the three their three home games so far, they've scored at least 110 or more points um, in those three games. They had 110 on Tuesday in Game Five in the games one and two. They had 121 and 129. So I'm expecting the role players to shoot a lot better than they have been, at least on the road in Dallas. But guys, let's take another quick break here, and then we'll break down the two Game Sixes tonight in the NBA playoffs. 
We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Fellas, have you started spring cleaning yet? The carpets need cleaning, the drapes need dusting, and your lawn needs mowing. Spring has sprung and the global leaders in below the waist grooming have the best tools for cleaning aisle 5 in your pants. Time to clear out your winter bush and join the other 4 million men worldwide who trusted Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with promo code SGP. Manscaped has the full package you need for the spring cleaning this year. The Performance Package 4.0 is the only tool you need to keep your boys looking and smelling like the fresh tulips your partner wants. To start off your spring cleaning, use Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer to get the most precise shave on your hedges. Do we mention it's waterproof as well? No need to worry about watering your grass with this tool. Equipped with an LED light so you know it'll be a major asset to your new shower routine. Clear your hose and smell the spring air with the Weed Whacker. This nose and ear, and ear hair trimmer provides proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks, snags, and tugs in those delicate holes. After clearing your nose, make sure to get rid of that foul ball smell with the Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. The Crop Preserver is an anti-shaving ball deodorant and moisturizer. The Crop Reviver spray on toner for your balls. Keep your boys from sticking to your leg and leave them smelling like fresh flowers. Finish off your grooming routine with the Plow 2.0, the perfect razor for the finest shave on your face. Because if you're using your lawnmower 4.0 on your balls and your face, you're doing it wrong, boys. The start of spring also marks the start of Testicular Cancer Awareness Month in April. Manscaped has partnered with Testicular Cancer Society to bring awareness to testicular cancer, men's health, and early cancer detection. Manscaped is committed to raising awareness for the most common form of cancer in men aged 15 to 35 and giving support for fighters, survivors, and families impacted by testicular cancer as part as their We Save Balls initiative. Smell oh so fresh and so clean this spring. So all you have to do to get 20% off plus free shipping is go to manscaped.com and use promo code SGP. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code SGP at manscaped.com. It's time to throw out your old hedge hygiene habits and upgrade your life. All right, coming off of the break, like I mentioned, two game sixes tonight, two teams looking to close it out here. We'll start with the first game of the night. It's going to be between the Boston Celtics in Milwaukee, trying to force a game seven where this line opened up minus one and a half for the Milwaukee Bucks. That number has stayed the course over on win bet at minus one and a half total open about two twelve. I'm still seeing it at still saying it at two twelve for the game for the total. Uh, Terrell, let me start with you for this game. Um, Milwaukee favored by a minus one and a half. Do you think they close it out here tonight against the Boston Celtics? Yes, I do. I truly believe they do. Um, I think Milwaukee is just flat out the better team in this series. And at the end of the day, I'm going to back the championship pedigree because it showed in that last minute of the game against the Boston Celtics. Mm -hmm. And the Boston Celtics have shown us every single chance that they get that they will fold a game away. And there's something in the culture in that, in that locker room, in that organization is something in the culture and it won't be corrected until they flat out come out here and tell Jason Tatum, tell the world that Jason Tatum is our alpha. And at the end of the day, we're going to, ride with him yeah they're not they're not doing that they're playing this team style basketball which works for a lot of people i don't think it will work for them and i don't think it works for jason tatum's skill set but ultimately there's is something culture wise maybe is brad stevens still being in the building 
I don't know how you get fired on your day off and get a promotion, but they need a complete culture shift. I don't think it's happening here. Milwaukee knows how important it is to get these games out when you can get them out. They had a chance to close the Suns out at home last year. I think they're going to take the same opportunity in game six and close out the Boston Celtics. So give me the Milwaukee Bucks to win this game. Uh, Sorry, Scott. The one thing I can tell from this series is that home court advantage to me means absolutely nothing because these teams have just been killing each other for for five games at this point. And you've had the road team win three times. So I'm not sure that home court advantage even matters. Now, it really comes down to how Boston responds after that choke job. Yeah. Either they roll over or they bounce back, play well. I think I'm going to go contrarian here. I think I'm going to take Boston. Mainly because going into the series, I thought I was going seven. And I still believe these teams are so evenly matched that I'm expecting seven. People are penciling Milwaukee in to just coast at this point, or at least to get it done because of how the game unfolded. But Boston has really hung around against this Milwaukee team. Giannis has becoming has become increasingly dominant as the series has progressed. They just can't stop him anymore. Yeah. He might walk into 40 again. But I do actually think that Boston has enough overall pieces to get it done. I might surprise people, but I'm going with Boston. I think they'll find a way. Yeah, I've been saying that I think this is going to be the one series that does get to seven. And I think you hit the nail on the head is that how is Boston going to respond after the choke job that they did have in game five on their home floor, right? And I I think that as much as I want to lean, God, I'm going really back and forth with this game. And as much as I want to lean with Boston, I just feel like that Milwaukee may just come out here and and take care of business on their home floor. And um, again, like you mentioned that Giannis just looks stronger and stronger as the series has progressed. And, you know, I think we got to give our flowers to coach Bud and how he's been able to, you know, coach this team, especially without having their second best player or their third best player. If you want to say Chris Middleton, Um, Drew Halliday on the defensive end has just been absolutely fantastic for this team. And if he has, another night where he gets goes out and scores 25 points and Giannis does his thing. I think the Boston Celtics are going to have a very hard time winning this game. Um, again, I feel like he's going to fall all the shortest of Al Horford because in game five, he was only, he only had eight points and eight rebounds. And we've seen previous games where he's had about what, 20 plus points in a game. And he's knocked down three point shots. And in game five, he was, he was of two from three point land. So, you know, Jalen Brown was good for them as well in game five, 26 and 34, but I think this might be a a night where just Milwaukee comes in and takes care of business on their home floor because we still haven't seen that offensive explosion from at least the others uh, as far as shooting from guys like Grayson Allen and, and, um, you know, throw in Pat Covington there, Bobby Portis, guys like that. So um, I'm going to, I'm right now I'm going with Milwaukee in my flip flop as we kind of progress through the day here, but uh, let me get to the total here. Total here first. Scott, do you have anything on the total for this game at two twelve? I like the under. I know the last two games had been more high scoring. It's mostly been some fourth quarter theatrics. Yeah. My favorite total is going to be the first half under. Okay. These first halves have been hideous. There's really yeah. no way around it. First team to 50 is usually the team that's winning at the half. So my favorite total is going to be the first half under. I would still lean to the full game under. 
I get the last two games seem to be a little bit more high scoring, but you can mm-hmm. look at some outlier quarters in there. It's an elimination game. I expect defensive intensity to be high. Now you do have some referee concerns potentially with Foster <laughs> there, but his games have been pretty low scoring so far in the postseason. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the under. I think you'll see one way or another since we think this game is pretty much up for grabs. I think it's going to be a grind first team to 105 wins. Do you have any thoughts on the total here tonight, bud? I hmm, I don't I don't have a lean just yet. I gotta I gotta wait because something I think Boston can keep up, but would I be shocked if Boston just rolled over today? I really, really wouldn't. So maybe a slight lean to the under. Okay. Um, quickly, and then you guys looking out for any players that you are targeting for player props uh, or a guy that you probably think that needs to step up tonight for either team outside of the superstar. Scott, I'll start with you. Well, I want to table it, but one prop I am looking at is Marcus Smart at 14 and a half points because after such an awful final minute where I know it's a team game, you can kind of blame Marcus Smart for how the game final 40 seconds do you think marcus smart puts up or shuts up because after that type of performance he might mentally check out i don't want the over 14 and a half for marcus smart after that performance do you think he's gonna be afraid to shoot i don't think he'll be afraid to shoot but it's, the question is is he gonna knock him down it's, i think there I think might the be a little bit of doubt in his mind after what happened at sure. the end of game five yeah i don't think he's mentally going to be there fully offensively. So I'm, I'm looking at his under 14 and a half. Okay. I think he might just be in his own way. Terrell, you have anything uh, as far as player props for tonight for this game? Yeah. I mean, is Giannis with a chance to close out? I'm all yeah. over Giannis today. Yeah. I'm not. Is Giannis with a chance to close out? I don't think that he's going to fold. Give me Giannis and take me his points prop all the way up. I, I think he knows, he knows how important it is to get this game out. Now don't give them even a chance to take this back to Boston for a game seven, get this out the way. Now I'm with Giannis. I see 33 and a half. I'll take him up to 40. Yeah. I think he might go for 40. All right. So that is going to be game six between Boston and Milwaukee here tonight. The second game of the night guys is going to be the Memphis Grizzlies against the Golden State Warriors where the Memphis Grizzlies came out and absolutely blitzed the Golden State Warriors in game five on their home floor. They got that victory by 39, but I don't think that final score was indicative of what happened because they were down, what, 50-plus points in that game where the Golden State Warriors... 55. They, yeah, they waved the flag early in that 55. game. 55! They, they waved the game... Uh, the Sorry, the waved the flag early in that game and, and sat all their starters, but... Um, game six tonight on their home floor for the Golden State Warriors in San Francisco as they look to close it out here. Uh, I'll start with the opening lines here, then we'll handicap the game here, guys. Uh, the opening line was minus eight and a half. That number has come down half a point over on win bet at minus eight. Total opened up at 219 and a half, currently seeing uh 218 and a half as far as the total. Scott, let me start with you on this game. Uh, Golden State favored by eight points as they look to close it out in game six on their home floor to advance to the Western Conference Finals. What are you thinking? Look, whether or not this line is based on the expectation of Golden State bouncing back, this is just disrespectful, man. This is just disrespectful to give a team 
eight points that just won by 55. That is disrespectful. I'm taking Memphis. I understand the idea behind Golden State laying this many points. We saw the same thing in game three, and they won that game handily. Golden State has been known to coast every now and then and rely on their talent to get past some really bad, let's just say, game planning. I still don't know if Steve Kerr is going to be on the sideline for this game, which is still important to monitor. Yeah. But the argument is Golden State, after getting embarrassed, will give a full 48-minute effort for the first time in about a week. And that's the argument, that when they try as hard as they can for a full 48 and they don't take games for granted, they will kick this team's ass. I don't see it. I think Memphis is good enough, especially on the interior, to dominate on the glass. Steven Adams has been huge in this series. I know you've had his rebound props. That's worked out quite nicely for you. But they also have depth with Tyus Jones, who's now starting. We can look at the other guys they have. They have Zaire. Even Melton's a decent player off the bench. They have people. And Golden State's bench, I don't think, is very good. But the main thing that jumps off the page for me is the fact that even though Golden State is a very good shooting team, they are not very athletic. Mm-hmm. And they tried to use Kaminga to inject some athleticism into the lineup. That really did not work out. Memphis has a lot of athletes. I think they match up quite well against Golden State. I'm not officially going to say that the Grizzlies are going to force a game seven on the uh, at home, but eight points is next to level disrespect. Give me the Grizzlies. Terrell, uh, let me get your handicap before I give mine, but uh, I feel like I already know where you're going with this, no, but I, what do you got? I don't have to say anything. I, at this point, I don't have to say anything. Uh, the, the 11th commandment says that thou shalt, always whoop that trick when the opportunity is available. And so I shall continue to ride with thou whoop that trick. You don't have any analysis from me. I'll keep this short. Memphis plus eight Memphis on the money line. I don't care because if they fold now, this is very, very, very unlikely to say the least. The eight points is showing how unlikely it is. But if they fold, if Golden State does fold. Matter of fact, no. Because I locked up Golden State and they. No, I'm locking up Golden State minus eight. <laughs> I'm locking up Golden State minus eight. I don't know what I'm, just I'm, happened. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm locking up <laughs> Golden State minus eight. And I'm going to. It, it, because I locked them up and they lost by. <laughs> they got absolutely <laughs> killed. So I'm going to lock up Golden State again. I either hit my lock or Memphis wins the game. I don't think there's in between. I can't tell if you're trolling or not. That's the problem. No, I'm like, so dead ass. I'm so okay. dead ass. I'm locking he's, up. He's doing the reverse right jinx. Now. I'm saying he's not even on camera. I can't tell if he's trolling or not. I don't know. I am, I am completely dead ass. I am locking up go to state. So well, from what I'm I'm seeing right now, um, and we haven't gotten the official report, but uh, Steve Curry is probably going to be remain sidelined with COVID and not be able to coach this game, which you're only at eight points with Mike Brown. Yeah. And that's exactly what my handicap was. I tweeted this out exactly after game five was that if, if Mike Brown is on the sideline i gotta go with memphis here and um look with that when john Morant, uh you know left with the injury that uh the memphis grizzlies have done a great job defensively against the golden state warriors right in the two games they haven't given up more than 102 points uh to the golden state warriors right they only scored 95 i understand it was a blowout in the starter stat but they also in in game four where the uh, Warriors won that game 101-98. They limit them to like I said 101 points. So this defense looks completely different. You guys mentioned that they have the athletes. This team is this team is very 
deep and they can compete defensively with the Golden State Warriors. And again, it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of respond here after getting their butts kicked. And we've seen it all throughout the series where Memphis has come out in that first quarter. And I believe they won every single one first quarter so far. So if you think you are due or you do want to bet on Golden State, I think it's a good time to probably wait um, and get a live line on Golden State because they haven't been great against in the first quarter against this Memphis team. So I am going to go with Memphis here tonight plus the eight. I think that Golden State does get the victory, but I think it'll probably be maybe by two possessions where they win this game by five or six points. But give a lot of credit to Memphis and how they've been able to hang around and again, this would be a different conversation we'll be having if Ja was on the floor. So um, I'm going to go with Memphis plus the eight. You guys have anything on the total? Uh, Terrell, I'll start with you on the total at 218. 218, I'm going, I'm taking it to the under. Okay. I'm, take, I'm going under. Uh, I think that there is, again, if Memphis is in this game, they're going to have to do it on the defensive side of the ball. They're going to have to force turnovers, they're going to have to dominate the, the glass, and they're going to have to force Golden State and taking a lot of shot, bad shots. Whereas if Golden State wins there, it's absolutely going to be a track meet. It's not even going to be close. Memphis probably isn't going to do anything at all. I feel very confident in under. Scott? Uh, the last time they played in Golden State, it was one of the ugliest games I've ever seen. And I tried to block it out from my memory. I think I'm going to lean to the over in okay. this one. Just because both teams shot so horribly in that game, I kind of have to throw it out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because there were a lot of good, there were a lot of high quality shots. They just couldn't make anything. But Memphis scored 130-plus in the last game. They're not going to do that again. But they do have a lot of shooters, and I do expect Golden State to shoot better at home in this matchup, especially with the sense of urgency of them not wanting to go back to Memphis for Game 7. I think you'll see points. I like the over. Do you think that Warriors come out here and play with pace? Or do you think they turn into a half-court game? Because I think if they turn into a half-court game, I think that's where they probably get in trouble here. But, Scott, what are your thoughts on that? Well, the thing is, if they play up tempo, then you basically make Steven Adams unplayable, which I think is going to be the secret to Golden State success because Adams, especially with either Draymond or Looney on the court, there were times they tried both of them on the court at the same time, which was just disgusting. Mm -hmm. But Adams is going to do whatever he wants because he doesn't have to guard Draymond or Looney and you keep him on the court. So I do think that Golden State should potentially start Looney, have a matchup against... Adams and see how that goes early on. But Mm -hmm. I do think they should play faster because they really need Adams off the floor. Adams is such a Golden State matchup nightmare Mm -hmm. because of how badly he dominates on the glass. I think Golden State should play up tempo. Are they going to? They're going to try. I think Memphis will do whatever they can to prevent that. So I do think Memphis should try to keep it in the half court. But Bain looks relatively healthy once again. I think that helps. Yeah. And I think that both teams are good enough at shooting that this game should eventually go over. So I like the over. But one thing I do want to ask both of you before we kind of move on. If Memphis pulls this off and wins outright at roughly plus 300, is Golden State dead for game seven? Yep. You think because I think they might roll over. But of course, with the championship pedigree, people might be more hesitant. I was playing. I would say they did in the water. If Ja was playing, I'd say they did in water, but I so, don't know if okay. they did in game seven without Ja. Once again, it's a little premature, but does that mean that if Golden State does lose this game, you would lock up Memphis game seven? 
If you lose on your home floor tonight, coming off of a 39 point, yeah, yeah, you're the final three, yeah, but you were down by 55 points and you come out flat. I I think, I mean, I'm with you on this one. Yeah. Wouldn't they just kill your soul and like chill your morale that we lost that game by 39? We were down by 55. Now we have an opportunity on our home floor to come out and get a victory. Don't care by how many points it is, but if you come out and lose this game, I mean, I, You'd be. I think I would be defeated. I don't know about you guys, but Terrell, you said I would, I would take. I would take. So. I would take Memphis in games. I would take any any other team. I would say Memphis, but this Golden State team, especially at the end of the day, with John Morant not being on the floor, and what he adds alongside with Jaron Jackson Jr., I think that this Golden State team, and probably in a return of Steve Kerr, would lock in for Game Seven to win Game Seven. They need Dylan Bond. That's really what they need. Yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, 24. Any player props you guys are looking at or standout performances or guys you want to fade here tonight? Scott, I'll start with you on this. I'm going back to the well. Give me Tyus Jones. Yeah. Guy's been great. And going back to the well. I'm happy he has really turned into the player that I thought he was going to be when I watched him at Duke. Mm. I was a big fan of him at Duke. I hate Duke, but I actually liked him as a player. I thought he was good. It took him a little while to find his footing. And now he's arguably the best backup point guard in the league. He's just a very smart basketball player. He makes the right reads. He can shoot. Good free throw shooter as well. Doesn't turn the ball over. He's really everything you want from a point guard. And he's playing really well. And he's playing a bunch of minutes. Give me Tyus Jones over either three-pointers or points. He's just exactly what Memphis needed without Ja because he helps calm everybody else down. All right, Terrell, you have any uh, player props or players you're looking at uh, for this game? Yeah, fade Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks yeah. under. Just, yeah, Dylan Brooks under. I actually put in a sleeper lineup. Just go ahead, throw that out there for everybody. Sleeper, sleeper.com slash SGPNBA. And I have Dylan Brooks under. I have Giannis over. And I have Al Horford over on points for the three. What was the number on Horford? 12 and a half. Okay. Yeah, I like yep. that. Yeah. Um, yeah, since we're on Sleeper, make sure to get over to Sleeper. Uh, come join our squad. Uh, like Terrell mentioned, it's a lot of fun. I haven't been able to get a winner to save my life, but it's a lot of fun just you know looking at everybody uh, everybody's picks on Sleeper. You can copy each other's picks. Um, so if you're cold like me, uh, you can just copy uh, you know Terrell's picks. We have some other guys in there, Sean and Ryan in there. Obviously, I think Jake is in there. Eric is in there as well with us. So definitely check it out. Uh, uh, check out Sleeper. It's a lot of fun. And use promo code SGPNBA. Uh, they'll match your deposit up to $100. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Check it out for sure. The one player I am looking at, I think I'm going to go chalk here. I think uh, uh, Steph yeah, you're going Curry. back to Adams. I, I, no, I just go back to Adams already. Just do it. No, no, I'm, I'm going to go with Steph Curry here tonight. Really? I think that, okay. yeah, his number is a little conservative at 27 and a half. Um, I think in four of the five home games so far, or I think it's like five of the six home games so far that he's gone over this number. Uh, in those games, I think that he's just going to come out and play well here tonight after his comments. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go with Steph Curry here tonight to get over 27 and a half points here. Uh, but you guys have anything else for this game? I was going to ask. I'm curious why you didn't immediately jump on Steven Adams because he's been for really the, and, good for you. And that was more. exactly the reason that what I just asked. And I, and I don't see his player props listed yet. So maybe when it does drop or let me I see right. 10 and a half. For his rebounds? Yeah, I see 10 and a half. Now, I'm assuming your point is Golden State will go faster and they'll make him unplayable. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why I asked. I do see them coming out with playing with a little bit of more pace here tonight and try to take Steven Adams out of the game. Um, but yeah, you guys have anything else for this game? Terrell? Nope, I'm good. Scott? I'm good. 
All right, let's take one last break here. We'll come back and then we will get into our picks for tonight. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging. All the things. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first, first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com SGP. That Again, that's athleticgreens.com SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private, secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed, your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's like getting 9 months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back with a brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to IPVanish.com SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's IPVanish.com SGP. All right, coming off of the break here let's get into our lock and dog for tonight um all right i'll start it off here as i usually do when it's me and terrell it's been good juju for us so um for my lock man i don't even know which all right for my lock, i'm gonna go with that first half under in the celtics and the bucks game it's at 103 right now um i took a couple unders yesterday worked out very well especially in that phoenix and the um Dallas game, but you know, Scott mentioned this that this first halves have gone under. Uh, they're, they're just cutting off to slow start, especially in that first half. And I think the offense really picks up in that third quarter, especially that fourth quarter as well. And I think that in a game six here tonight with your you know, backs up against the wall, I think we'll see more of a defensive game. Um, and again, like we mentioned, that Scott Foster's and I and I went back and looked at his his games have been a little bit of lower scoring that they're letting the guys play. So first half under for me between the Celtics and the Bucks. Um for my dog, it's gotta be Memphis. I'm gonna go Memphis first quarter. Um, you know, we've talked about this that they've won every single first quarter so far in this series against the Warriors. I'm currently seeing that number. Uh let me check over on win bet. Um, Should be around 170. Yeah, let's see here. Yeah, you're right. Right on the money. Uh, plus 170 on the money line for the 
Memphis Grizzlies in the first quarter against the Golden State Warriors. Uh, let me go with you, Terrell, next. Lock and dog. I already know your dog, but what's your lock for tonight? You don't know my dog because I don't know my dog. Uh, you know uh, what it is. Stop. Well, you said you're not. taking Golden State. Yeah, so it's definitely yeah. not Memphis. Oh, it's not Memphis. My bad. Yeah, no, you're it's State. not because um, <laughs> and I have to. I I have to lock up Golden State minus eight because it is it's it's what it's the juju it's the juju and I would much rather lock up Golden State minus eight and then I either hit Golden State minus eight more than likely or Memphis wins the game and I cash that plus one and a half. Mm-hmm. So silent, okay. well, and then I still have my plus four hundred money line that I'm sitting on as well. Yeah. So this is me greening up the situation, and I'm just gonna go green and green all the way up. So give me Golden State minus eight as my lock. Okay. For my dog. Do do do. I would take Memphis first quarter, but I feel like that that brings in bad juju. Are you taking Bucks alternative? Yeah. So I'm gonna take alternative with the Bucks. And I'm going to go, let's see, trusty friends at WinBet say that I can get, I can get this at four and a half. I like that. Two possessions. Four and a half for plus 155. That's a pretty solid dog. I'll take that. All right. So lock, uh, Warriors minus eight, and then dog for Terrell, Bucks minus four and a half at plus 155. All right, Scott, what do you got, buddy? So uh, looking at the lock, we're going to have to double lock it because I'm going with that first half under as well okay. in that Buck celtics game. I can't say no. They've, they've played five times. Ooh. Four of the five have gone under in the first half. You mentioned how Scott Foster has been letting the teams play. Mm-hmm. I can actually disagree a little bit with that. They've been okay. calling fouls. It just ruins the entire pace of the game. And when you start manufacturing extra half-court possessions – because you call so many fouls, the overall just tempo of the game is completely shot. And that's the main thing I've noticed with Scott Foster's games. There's been no flow at all. And that tends to benefit the unders, not to mention potential foul trouble for Giannis or Tatum or both, because they call so many of these random fouls at times. I just see a very ugly first half. I'll take the first half under 103, 103 and a half, whatever number you can find. Okay. And your dog? Well, you stole my Grizzlies first quarter money line, which has been my signature play up to this point. I'm going to take the first half on the money line with Memphis. I want to take the full game. I do like the points, but I am not going to bother because I think there is a chance Golden State can maybe just channel all the frustration from last game and bury him over a 48-minute stretch. Impossible because I just locked up Golden State. Right. Yeah, but you, but you, but you did it for like half gaslighting, half like reverse psychology purposes. Like I don't know what to count that as. All right, Scott, do you want you want first quarter? Uh, I'm, I might no, change my I'll, dog. No, I'm going first half. I think I'm, I'm changing my dog. But go ahead. Is that allowed? I need a rule. Yeah, yeah. We can do it. Hey, <laughs> hey, when we're winning, we we do whatever we want. Hey, this hey, is our podcast. We do whatever we want. Uh, you, hit the, you hit the cash out option, okay? No, I'm still going first half with Memphis. Okay. I, talk, I talk myself into it. At the end of the day, I'm looking at a situation where if Memphis wants to even have a shot in this game, they need another hot start. They cannot afford to to squander their signature advantage in the series, which is the first quarter, first half. 
And we know if Golden State gets off to a pretty decent lead at the Chase Center, this game could get ugly because all the momentum, everything that we just saw from Game 5 goes immediately right out the window. I think Memphis comes out with a physical brand of basketball, which has given Golden State some problems. And I think Memphis should do enough to have a slight lead at the half. So the first half money line should be around plus 200. I'm not sure what line you have over there at WinBet. I'll check it should be around there. Uh, first half Memphis money line is plus 210. I'll take it. All right. So and what was your alternative dog that you were going to mention? So I'm going to go with the Warriors minus 10 at plus 125. That's what the my- hell is happening? Okay, we've gone <laughs> off the rails. All right. <laughs> we got to keep it spicy. I, I think that I'm staying true to myself. I'm going to trust Memphis. Okay. Uh, I, I I just think this is a... I, I know I Mike said I Brown, like Memphis bro. here tonight. Mike Brown, Peerlich. bro. I don't know what Moonoff's doing. I'm <laughs> I don't know what the hell's happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually just trolling. I know what Terrell's doing. Like, doing. Yeah, this. I'm well aware you're trolling. I figured that part out. But we just had the Mike Brown conversation. Yeah, and then you immediately took an alternative spread with Golden State. I don't yeah, know what don't is know happening. I don't know what Moonoff's doing. All right, let's, we got to go, guys, before yeah, something I'm, else crazy happens. Yeah, all right. I, I'm going to, for the pot, I'm going to go minus 10 with the Warriors plus oh, 125. Okay. All right. Uh, but again, this is a good reminder uh, make sure to follow our twitter account at sgpn nba we should try to get our picks out uh later afternoon so if something does change by that time uh wait look out for that graphic but also a good time to remind you guys uh tally site uh get over to the website sportsgamblingpodcast.com just hit nba nba picks uh it's a more expanded menu there with our um if we like a spread a money line and totals as well but we do our best to get our locked in dog up on our twitter account at sgpnnba uh that's gonna do it for the podcast uh for the nba gambling podcast on this friday uh terrell anything else you want to get off your chest my man and let the people know where they can find you brother at really real underscore underscore Instagram and Twitter. Remember that sleeper lineup. Giannis over 33 and a half points. Al Horford over 12 and a half points. Dylan Brooks under 18 and a half points. And make sure you tap in, follow, like, subscribe, everything to the WBA Gambling Podcast. Me and Scott have an episode dropping later today or before this drops. It might already be dropped. Whatever time frame this actually happens. It doesn't matter. Just go listen to that podcast. Like, comment, subscribe. Join us in the Slack channel sg.pn slash slack hashtag WNBA. Well, don't add the hashtag to join the Slack channel, then go to the hashtag WNBA and tap in with us there. Trying to get a hundred people in that Slack by before halfway, before All Star. Before All Star, let's get a hundred people in that Slack. Let's go. What's the number right now, Terrell, in there? 29. Uh, we're going to get it. It's definitely below a hundred, but it should, oh, yeah. we should get there at some point. Oh, yeah. We're going to get it. Um, Scott, anything else, my man? And let the people know where they can find you, buddy. So you can find me on Twitter at Reichel Radio, R-E-I-C-H-E-L Radio. Besides that, after a 6-0 and day, I was expecting to see some heat checks on here. And Munaf just gave us a heat check from about 35 feet. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> but for me, I'm just looking forward to the rest of the playoffs. We have a Game 7 coming up, potentially two. We'll see. For Munaf's sake, I hope we don't have a second Game 7. And for uh, Terrell's sake, Kinda. I don't know what he's rooting for at this point, but I'm it's hoping all over the map. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to picking out more winners moving forward. 
Yeah, like we said, um, definitely tap into the WNBA Gambling Podcast where Terrell and Scott are crushing it to start the season. Kind of all over the map here, but I'm ready to take all the shit from uh, Scott and Terrell tonight when the Golden State Warriors win by like five points because of Mike Brown. But that's that's just the way we are here at the NBA Gambling Podcast. With that being said, guys, thank you so much, everybody, for listening in. We will be back next week. We'll recap everything that we saw over the weekend. And, of course, we're going to start breaking down the Western Conference Finals and the Eastern Conference Finals. So look out for that for sure. Good luck with your bets this weekend. Let's break these books off and let it ride. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm going to.